May peace be with you. If you stick around at the end, there's more information about our community and how to find us. And now, here's this week's Centering Scripture, followed by the sermon. The scripture today is from Matthew chapter 2, verses 1 through 12. In the time of King Herod, after Jesus was born in Bethlehem of Judea, Magi from the east came to Jerusalem asking, Where is the child who has been born King of the Jews? For we observed his star in the east and have come to pay him homage. When King Herod heard this, he was frightened, and all Jerusalem with him. And calling together all the chief priests and scribes of the people, he inquired of them where the Messiah was to be born. They told him, In Bethlehem of Judea, for so it has been written by the prophet. And you, Bethlehem, in the land of Judah, are by no means least among the rulers of Judah. For from you shall come a ruler who is to shepherd my people Israel. Then Herod secretly called for the Magi and learned from them the exact time when the star had appeared. Then he sent them to Bethlehem, saying, Go and search diligently for the child. And when you found him, bring me word so that I may also go and pay him homage. When they had heard the king, they set out, and there, ahead of them, went the star that they had seen in the east, until it stopped over the place where the child was. When they saw that the star had stopped, they were, were overwhelmed with joy. On entering the house, they saw the child with Mary, his mother, and they knelt down and paid him homage. Then, opening their treasure chests, they offered him gifts of gold, frankincense, and myrrh. And having been warned, warned in a dream not to return to Herod, they left for their own country by another road. Well, everyone, uh, again, my name is Deb Kielsmeyer. I'm a PCUSA pastor here in the Twin Cities area. I have been here, gosh, well, we've been in Minnesota since 83. That tells you one thing. But um, I was ordained in 98 here. And so anyway, I've never been to St. Luke, so it's, I'm just delighted to join you. Um, as I mentioned previously, this is the very first Sunday of 2024. Brand new year. You may have celebrated New Year's Eve or not. Personally, I kind of made it to the, um, the couch in the living room. My husband made a nice fire, which was great. But you know what? I did not stay up until midnight. Um, but often, I think it is kind of a fun tradition to celebrate the turning of the calendar from one year to the next. In part, because it often prompts us to reflect over the past year where we've been, and then look forward in terms of what we hope for in the future. You may have asked yourself over the last couple weeks, now that the year is turning, where is my life heading? What might God be calling me to do in this stage of my life? What is most important, and what should I be pursuing? You know, those small little questions of life. 
My guess is that here at St. Luke, you have been asking a lot of those same kinds of questions as a congregation, because you have been walking in uncharted territory, and you've been dealing with a lot of transition over these past few years. Am I right? Yes, first there was COVID, lovely COVID, and all the upheaval, the loss, and the isolation that came with the pandemic. And now for a while, you've been experiencing um, some pastoral transitions as well. And you know what? All of that, it can be really hard and unsettling. That transitional or in-between place has sometimes been called a liminal space. Have you heard that term, liminal? Okay, liminal is derived from the Latin word for threshold. A liminal space is that place between what was and what has yet to come. You know where you've been, but you've left that shore. And now it's like you're adrift on the open sea with no land in sight, unsure of where you will land next. How in the world do you navigate when you're adrift in the open sea? Well, I kind of wonder what kind of questions the magi or the sages in today's gospel lesson were were asking when they packed up their camels and left their homes. They had no idea, really, where they would end up. Heck, they did not even know where they would be the next day, the next week, or the months following that. I mean, think about this. They had no map. They had no GPS. They did not know exactly how far they would travel or where they would end up, but they set out anyway. Do you remember that hymn, We Three Kings of Orient Are? Okay, we're going to sing that after this um, sermon with slightly different lyrics. But the lyrics that we grew up with of that hymn, We Three Kings of Orient Are, have forever cemented into many minds that there was not one, there was not two, but there were three kings who followed that star to Bethlehem. Tradition has even given us their names and physical descriptions The only problem is that the Bible doesn't say that there were three wise men or three kings. There are no names, there are no descriptions, and we don't know if there were three of them, if they were all men, if maybe there was a company of people that arrived. What we do know is they brought three gifts. Although some scholars have argued that there was a fourth wise man, but he brought a fruitcake, so his gift was not recognized. (laughs) Seriously, 
Biblical scholars believe that the Magi were probably Zoroastrian priest sages from Persia or modern-day Iran. That's where they, astrologers from Iran. They practiced astronomy and astrology and the magical arts. These folks were complete outsiders to the nation of Israel. They were Gentiles, they were different, they were from afar, and yet they were determined to follow the light that had been given to them and wherever it would lead. Ironically, think about this, while most of Israel remained completely clueless or rejected the Messiah, did not even know that the Messiah was born, these foreigners came and worshiped the Christ child. When they set out, the Magi could not see where the star would eventually lead, but they trusted the light that they were given. They did not know where that star would lead, but they trusted the light that they were given. And that, friends, is a powerful model for our own journeys of faith as we venture in to this next year. We have no idea what is before us on those calendars. We're unsure exactly how we're going to navigate through all the uncertainty, but we are not lost. We are not lost. When we intentionally, intentionally follow the light that has been given to us, and when we pay attention to the Spirit's leading, we will find our way. Think about this. The Magi were observant. They paid attention. They were willing to seek guidance. They were willing to step out in faith. They were open to God's prompting. And as a result, they avoided those evil schemes of King Herod and they went home by another way. And finally, with grateful hearts, they worshiped the Christ child. I think all of those are ways that we can be faithful in following God into the new year. We can be open to the nudges of the Spirit. We can pay attention to God's movement in our lives. We can seek guidance by reading scripture and spending time with God in prayer. We can seek out the wisdom of other believers, and we can join the community of faith to pray, to worship, and to rejoice in God's faithfulness. Yes, there is certainty ahead, but we can step out in faith into the unknown, following the light that we have been given. For the one who leads us will be with us every single step of the day of the way well later in this service so we're going to have communion and um after after you receive the bread and the juice you're going to have an opportunity to pick up something called a star word has anybody here heard of star words before okay let's do a star word it's a simple tool that can provide focus and inspiration for the year ahead. A star word might invite reflection 
on your part as you go through your daily life, considering how the Spirit might be prompting you to pray or to step out in faith. Who knows how God might use this word in your life to challenge you, to refresh you, or to encourage you. So I'm going to just show you one. I think you can still hear me. We'll move this baptismal font uh, more towards the center. But this is a little star cut out, and the word on it is balance. Every single one of those stars in there is a different, has a different word on it. But basically, I invite you to just pick a word from the basket and to receive it as a gift. The deal is these are all upside down, so you have no idea what's on the other side. <laughs> and here's a challenge. You don't have to do this, but I challenge to you to just let the, the word pick you rather than you sifting through and finding the word that you want and picking it. Of course, there's going to be no star words police out there. So if you really hate it, you can exchange it. Um, the significance of this word that you pick, it really may not be apparent to you in it right away. And honestly, you may not like it very much. So it's okay to just sort of sit with it for a while, pray and ask God if there's something about this word that the Spirit is prompting you to explore or to reflect upon. Now, last year I did this, and I picked self-awareness. Self-awareness. Really? Self-awareness? I mean, what I had been hoping for was something more uplifting like cherish or explore or flourish, something like that. But self-awareness, ugh. I seriously wanted to trade it in for something else, but since I was the past pastor, I decided I better just trust the process. And in the end, I have to tell you, that star word prompted me to do some hard work in my life, examining things about myself that, yeah, I'd rather ignore. And I'm far from done, you can ask my husband, but uh, it was hard work, but it was good work, very good. So most of these are kind of very uplifting, like balance, that's a good one. Um, but I do just encourage you to see what star word picks you. You may want to keep this star word in a place where you'll see it often, maybe in your Bible or a devotional book or put it on the bathroom mirror, and then prayerfully reflect on it, on that prompt from time to time over the next year. Many people have used star words and have seen that God has used them in their lives to provoke deeper understanding or action or growth. Now here's the deal. A star word is not magic. All it is is a tool for reflection that can help you pay attention and discover how God's light is breaking into your world. Friends, a brand new year is stretching out before us. And as we journey into this future, remember this. We have no idea what tomorrow holds, but we do know the one that holds the future. 
and before the dawn even breaks upon the horizon, our God is already there, waiting, welcoming you with open arms. And all God's children said, amen. As a church located on Lakota land in Minnetonka, Minnesota, St. Luke is a joyful, inclusive, intergenerational, and compassionate community on a spiritual journey seeking to do justice, make peace, and to walk humbly with God. We invite you to join us live for virtual worship each Sunday morning on Facebook or YouTube, or by following the worship links on our website, stluke.mn. Thanks for listening. May you go in peace.